Protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. A health theme to our program today because it is a central part of good life planning and because you never know when a health issue might interrupt life. Dr. Jasney Parmer is an Edmonton-based geriatric specialist who's been an advocate for better seniors care for more than 25 years. She has extensive experience dealing with patients with cognitive degeneration, one of the most important reasons to have a life plan and a personal directive. While the treatment of patients has come a long way, there is still a lot to be done. At that time, geriatrics as a specialty was in its infancy. And um, the care of the older adult, um, and these are, these are seniors that came into our care, that came into hospitals and came into our clinics, etc., cetera, uh, was um, far from optimal. And the system, it looked like... Uh, didn't seem to be paying too much attention to them and um, really enjoyed the rotation because um, it was, um, it gave us time to assess and address the needs of seniors. And then that advocacy and love was reinforced when I uh, did my uh, rotating internship and did a geriatrics rotation again uh, in Ottawa. And um, at that time, um, Peter, uh, I had one experience that shocked me, and that was when I was um, doing um, a, a, a rotation in emergency, and I had uh, somebody over the age of 65, I think they were closer to 67, uh, come in with chest pain, and I called the resident on call for the cardiac care unit, CCU, and uh, she um, basically turned around and said to me, why are you calling me? And I said, because this person has unstable angina. And she said, well, he's over 65 and we do not take people over 65. So once again, you know, that that advocacy streak in me was inflamed. How do you manage patients as they grow older and their needs and cognitive abilities are subject to change? We have seniors who are mostly aging well. But then as we get older, we do accrue multiple um, comorbidities and um, often they they lead to all kinds of other consequences uh, so we with with those multiple comorbidities which could be diabetes and hypertension and COPD and CHF etc etc um, the the older population uh, tend to be more vulnerable to the consequences of these multiple comorbidities. So they can develop what we call geriatric syndromes, such as they could uh, have uh, um, developed confusion, develop falls, incontinence, um, and, and most um, importantly, um, which is of terrific significance, and I don't think we realize that significance when we are doing medical assessments is that they develop functional decline. So they can't care for themselves or do the things that you and I could normally do, which help us maintain our daily lives. Um, 
So it's that layering of uh, um, multiple medical conditions, geriatric syndromes, um, and functional decline that um, that adds to the complexity of care. So our assessments are what we call comprehensive assessments. So we look at the whole picture. Um, we look not just at the medical problems, but we look to see the consequences of those medical problems in context of uh, uh, their function, environment, and we haven't mentioned cognition yet, but that's another major. Um, uh, de- um, so, if you develop cognitive impairment, that's a that creates a tremendous complexity in caring for the eld- older older people. So, our uh, fulsome assessments include cognitive assessments, and. Um, Lastly, and it's by no means insignificant, we look at their psychosocial uh, environment. So we look to see where are they living, who's supporting them, and how are those supports managing. What might be the effect of cognitive decline on one's ability to make decisions, and how can you help people who are in some stage of decline? So cognitive impairment um, with and without other overlay of other comorbidities um, can be a, a, a very significant problem, regardless of age. However, it is more common as you grow older and often um, it's led on other medical conditions and other complexities. Regardless, um, cognitive impairment um, comes from a variety of reasons. The one that you may be most familiar with is called dementia. And uh, the commonest form of dementia is Alzheimer's disease. So just to give you some context of how we assess and manage cognitive impairment. So as I said, cognitive impairment can come from all kinds of reasons. So uh, certainly there are times when people become uh, cognitively impaired from what we call delirium, acute confusion. So in that in that context, we are looking for what is causing the acute confusion. Usually it's infections or medications. Um, and we need, we consider that a medical emergency and we are quick to uh, pay attention. Um, often, um, such um, uh, such patients are um, seen in emergency rooms, sometimes admitted to hospital, etc. But there, our approach is um, to uncover the reason for the delirium and address it. However, uh, m- more commonly, people think of cognitive impairment in context of dementia, which loosely is a chronic state of confusion. And as I said, there are many types of dementia, and Alzheimer's is the most common one. So when we do our assessment for um, cognitive impairment in context of dementia. It's the consequences of having developed cognitive impairment that need our attention. And sometimes what we find is that that's where um, we do not, um, um, do, not, do not pay attention, is looking at what are the consequences of dementia. The way we look at that, uh, the consequences, we tend to collate them in different areas, one uh, or different domains. One major domain is going back to what I was referring to earlier, and that's function. So cognitive impairment can cause functional decline. And we look at um, activities of daily living. We look at instrumental activities of daily living and look to see what has been impaired. Um, The other major domain um, 
which we assess for when somebody has developed dementia is looking at uh, what we call neurobehavioral issues, which is um, uh, issues like depression, anxiety, and uh, behavioral problems, which can range from restlessness to psychosis. Um, all these need um, uh, addressing and are of uh, significant um, consequence to not just the patient, but the caregivers as well on their behalf. The interaction with family members or caregivers uh, becomes a pretty important part of the treatment protocol. It's critical. So I cannot uh, say enough about having um, good family support if one, as one ages to begin with, you know, um, as one um, develops frailty, needing support for function, et cetera. And absolutely, uh, if one was to develop dementia, families um, step in to provide functional supports, help manage um, behaviors. Um, often um, they become, um, they literally are um, providing all kinds of care. And they often, um, they provide advocacy, they provide what we loosely call case management, and they help mitigate, mitigate the risks. Is there such a thing as a collaborative care model for dementia care in the community? So currently, um, in our, in our uh, society and in our system, um, we have um, a fair number of uh, uh, different settings and services that are engaged in providing dementia care. Um, we don't have one model. Um, it depends on where um, somebody is located. It can look different in urban versus rural areas. However, um, there is um, there's there's always a virtual team, so to speak. Um, so you have family physicians and other specialists such as geriatricians, uh, psychiatrists, neurologists, etc., making the diagnosis of dementia. You often have other team members who occupational therapists, uh, speech language pathologists, social workers involved in dementia care as and when different issues arise. Uh, nurses are heavily engaged in geriatric assessments and providing support. Again, uh, the availability depends on the person's geographic location in primary care. Uh, the nurses may be um, working within the primary care networks. Um, uh, often as the dementia progresses, um, adults with dementia get referred to home care. So within home care, we have um, uh, uh, considerable support uh, for dementia care, which comes from a variety of um, uh, allied health disciplines along with case managers. Geriatric specialist, Dr. Jasneet Parmar. Again, what is important about her message, I think, is the need to get a personal directive and other documents in place before cognitive issues become a factor. We'll talk more about that in a moment on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. 